Hi all, it's Madison again, your favorite resident physics grad student. And I have an important question for you today. What's the worst part of keeping your ice cream in the freezer for too long? Freezer burn, duh. The texture is all kinds of wrong and wonky and it's upsetting for when you're craving something sweet. So to many of our dismay, ice cream is made up of fat and this forms a fat crystal network. So how this network, it can be affected by storage, the liquid to solid content, and all other kinds of aspects, and it affects the texture, the morphology, and sometimes even the taste of our favorite things. All right, let me back up. Why am I talking about this at all today? Well, recently I came across an article out of the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry, and in here, the authors explore how fat crystal network microstructure, how this evolves, and they do this through NMR techniques. So I got excited about this because I use NMR and I also look at lipids, which are similar to fats. So if you want to read this along or read more about this, the title is Evolution of Fat Crystal Network Microstructures, followed by NMR. So as I explained earlier, that's why this is motivated. It's for the fatty foods and how this microstructure changes. It will then affect how your food is tastes, how it feels, the morphology of it overall. So let's jump into the science of what they actually did. So fat networks, they have different kinds of organizations and these are called polymorphs. And NMR, it's been shown to be able to probe, probe these different polymorphs through what's known as spin lattice relaxation times. So for those of you in the field, this is just T2 measurements. And as you know, you can get information from the local environments and the mobility of the hydrogens on the molecules through these. So as the longer your T2 value, value is, the more mobile the environment is. And also, we also know that NMR, we can run ex diffusion experiments, and this can explore how a molecule can diffuse within the sample, which gives us information about the pores or the surface to volume of the structure it's within, in addition to how connected these voids of space that the overall molecule or spin can be in. So the authors, what they did for the material of the fat is they blended two types of fats or tricyclic tricyclic glycerols, and these are called tricopin or a tristerine. And so overall, uh, what I'll be talking about these is that they ran experiments at a temperature in which only the tricoplin was actually in the liquid state. So I'll just be referring to these as the liquid or the solid fat. So essentially they have a slurry of a melted fat and a solid fat. And when they explored the T2 relaxation, of this pure liquid fat, they saw that it was a bimodal distribution, which isn't what you expect from a liquid. You expect just a single distribution. And so how they explained this is that they said that this type of fat or this class of fat, it has an inhomogeneous organization and many interactions between the molecules. So while this is in the liquid state, Essentially, they're saying that the liquid state, it's still unknown, and they can have many like microstructures or global scale structures within it that could give us this bimodal distribution. And as they increase the percentage of the solid flat content within this slurry, they observed that the T2 values decreased in addition to there's more separation between these two populations. So ultimately, they attributed this to an increase in the interactions between the liquid and the solid fat network. Essentially, they're creating a porous media-like structure. And so this would make sense. As the solid fat content increased, the liquid to fat 
would become more restricted because it's almost as if it's closing around the little pore that it's in. And so you're becoming in a smaller and smaller pore, the larger and more fat content or solid fat content that you have in it. So this also makes sense when they analyze their diffusion data because they saw that with a higher solid fat content, uh, the path between the liquid portions, it becomes more tortuous. So the tortuosity increases. The authors also looked at how the storage time affected this structure at a fixed mixture. So they held the, fix the mixture of solid to liquid fat content the same, and then they let it sit for two weeks. And so th they found that the tortuosity of the system, it didn't change. It stayed constant, and they found this through doing diffusion measurements. But they found that the relaxation times, they did change. And there is an overall trend of increasing relaxation times. And this phenomenon, it was explained by the surface of the solid fat interface is that this is changing during the storage. So the surface decreased or the surface that's caused that interaction, it would decrease due to the Oswald, Oswald ripening of the crystals on the surface. So overall, the volume of the solid was, was to stay the same but the surface would decrease and this would make sense that the relaxation value would increase since the surface to volume is inversely proportional to that. So ultimately the scientists they've shown that NMR is a pretty good and qualified tool to be able to explore these systems and possibly to even have this on the R&D process of our favorite fatty foods overall. So thanks! <laughs>